Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. And the mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching us the truth of oneness for eons, and science is now caught up. But it's not even new science. The science of quantum physics is over 100 years old. So in truth, by now, everybody on the planet should know that we are all one. We are all connected. There is no separation. Separation is just an illusion. And it was actually quantum physics that gave me my spiritual awakening because, like I said, quantum physics and spirituality are teaching us the exact same thing. Welcome to um, my show today with <laughs> Forrester. And Frost, am I saying your name first name right? That's right, Foster and Foster Kimberly. Foster and Kimberly Gamble. Um, right. and the title of this show will be Truth and Freedom because that has been my focus for the past two years. Mm. So please, Foster and Kimberly, introduce yourself. I'm sure a lot of people know you already, but please share your journey with our listeners. Ladies first. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, a, it's really a pleasure to meet you and to be on your show uh, let's see. So, well, professionally, I um, ha I have served as the producer, director, and co-writer, and in the second film, co-host of Thrive, uh, the first documentary, Thrive, What on Earth Will It Take? And the second, Thrive 2, This is What It Takes, which um, afforded me a tremendous, uh, adventurous decades <laughs> full of exploration, uh, both in creating the content for the films and then in the follow-on afterwards. We've had great success in it. Um, the movie's been, I guess it's been seen by over 94 million people and it's in 27 languages. And so the resulting opportunities have been fabulous and um, heartwarming and encouraging and so it's a fun thing to be able to share with my partner in this foster and also with with the world awesome i love it i did see it and i saw it so now what year did uh thrive one come out because i saw it like way 2011 back. 11 11 11 it came out oh great oneness <laughs> one a lot of oneness <laughs> yes <laughs> our master numbers master yeah. numbers wow All right and right. then thrive two came out a little over a year ago okay yes i've seen both it's um, there like the work you're doing is amazing that's why it's like i have to get you guys um, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much thank you and i'm foster gamble um, and I'm blessed to be able to be co-creative partners with my dear Kimberly. And uh, I was the co-creator and uh, co-writer and director of visual design for both the, the Thrive films and now host uh, my own show on the internet called The Freedom Portal. And we are also dedicated to uh, truth and freedom. Yes. 
Yes, truth and freedom has been my big thing. Like I said, for the last two years, I started and launched my podcast seven years ago, six months after my son's transition. And it was all about awakening people to the truth of oneness, which universal oneness, it's everywhere. It's in nature. It's like you can't deny that we are all one. And, and when people truly know that in their heart and soul, that, that will solve all of our problems. There will be peace on earth. There will be no more hunger. There'll be no more poverty. There'll be, because we will all take care of each other as a family, the way it should be. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. And I want to echo that for a minute because uh, I don't know a more important point to make. And uh, if we were all enlightened at that level and really experiencing that oneness, I agree with you that we, these problems would be gone. However, uh, given the seven and a half billion people on the planet and our current situation, I would be a little panicked if I thought we needed to depend on universal um, enlightenment uh, on, on the entire planet. And what we've found and that we went into in Thrive One and Thrive Two is that fortunately there seems to be in our philosophy and in our activism an intermediate step where if enough people, a critical mass of people, which can only be potentially somewhere between 6%, which was the American Revolutionary War, mm -hmm. uh, and 35%, which is the number of cultural creatives uh, on the, the planet already, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, when a critical mass of people understand that oneness so deeply that they believe in what we identify as the universal morality, which is no one gets to violate anyone else against their will, then if that becomes our fundamental rule for society, then the entire legal system, the entire justice system, dispute resolution, everything will come out of that. And it sounds obvious. It sounds like, well, isn't that the golden rule or something like that? Yes. Well, it, it's close, but it's a little more refined in that because when, if you follow the non-aggression principle uh, rigorously, then you would not be allowed to take someone else's money against their will, which is what taxation is. Mm -hmm. So that gets rid of all governments. And all of a sudden we're in, a, not all of a sudden, but we end up in a stateless society, which is a transition that most people can't even imagine. But what we've been really focused on and given that most of the problems we've investigated come back to this, this assumption that a few people should rule the rest and in the form of government. It used to be, you know, the pharaoh, and then it was the kings and the priests, and then it was the premiers and the, premiers and the presidents and so forth. Yes. Um, and then it became democracy, and that's a huge step, but mm. we're not there yet. So we laid that out in Thrive too, that the, the main thing in the way of us having access to great food and free energy and you know justice in the world is the notion that uh, some people should govern us. Mm -hmm. So it comes back to this realization of oneness reduced to a rule that can protect us all now. It's not a rule on what people have to do. It's just a protective rule of what no one is allowed to do. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree with you so much. It's it's uh, basically I, I just had matter of fact, it's so funny because I, I just said this uh, an hour or so ago to a friend of mine that 
when the world is in, in enlightened, and I know that can't happen overnight, but like you said about the six six percent to the thirty five percent, it only yeah. takes a little light to shine through the darkness. Because right. again, I'm going to go back to science because everything ties back to science for me. Um, science has proven that high vibration, love, light, high vibration is much more powerful powerful than fear. Uh, hate, war, all of that's low vibration. It's all frequency. And so it just takes a little bit of light energy to shine through all of that darkness. We don't have to, like you said, there's 7 billion people on the planet, not 7 billion, not even half of them have to awaken to the enlightenment for this to happen. Also, I, I think of the uh, 100 monkey effect where a hundred monkeys learn something and then all the monkeys got it because we're connected consciously. We're connected right. by the universe. So once uh, that percentage, I believe we have already reached that percentage somewhere between, like you said, the six and the 30. Um, I'm sure we're, we're, we're beyond that as far right. as people, be, especially the last two years. The exactly. last two years. Right. That, yeah, really started waking people up by the millions. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a blessing. I've always said the pandemic <laughs> is the greatest blessing to humanity because something had to happen to wake up humanity. And and having a pandemic was perfect. <laughs> For I, I see I see every challenge that we go through as a blessing. If yeah. you know, it's our greatest blessing. So, yeah. I, I have to agree with you out loud there, because uh, though I would never have written the script for all the suffering that's come out of this, uh, given that it happened, it shows the resilience and the true nature of human beings that that out of this fiasco, more people are growing their own food. There are more people are choosing consciously the schools for their children. Uh, truth media outlets are uh, are 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 springing up everywhere. You know, it's like seeds in, in the spring. More and more people uh, who used to be called conspiracy nuts are now being looked to, as, you know, as conspiracy informants or, or analysts. And, and the list just goes on and on. And the main one I want to say is that what I've found is that uh, when you wake up to what's really going on, it can be very challenging emotionally, intellectually, but especially socially. You know, you can lose your friends, your loved ones, your your community. Um, and yet what I've seen, particularly over the last two years, is as people make that leap to be loyal more to truth and freedom than to a political party, a nation state, a creed, a religion, whatever, what they end up doing if they hang in there is finding new friends on such a deeper level than than, than a lot of their previous friendships because it's really comes down to being based on being able to tell the truth with your friends, being free to actually live your life. So it comes back to once again, to what you named the show. It's yes. truth and freedom. Very true. Very true. I say to people, I, I've never been political at all. Um, I did not vote in 2020. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I had one friend <laughs> very upset and talked to me for three months. And she's very much aboard on truth and freedom, but she was such a Trump supporter. She was upset with me. I didn't vote. Um, <laughs> so for three months, she didn't speak to me. Now we're speaking. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> but I, ha I have lost a lot of 
friends and family since March 2020, when I spoke up from the very beginning, I see through all of this. I said, as soon as they, um, um, in my state of Pennsylvania, as soon as they did a mask mandate, which was middle of April 2020, I refused to wear a mask. I posted it on Facebook. I lost a lot of friends. I said, I'm not wearing a mask because the next thing, and I said this in March of 2020, the next thing they'll be doing is mandating a vaccine. I saw, I saw it clearly what was coming. And for me, I, I think I was blessed in the sense that I had my spiritual awakening in 2007 through science, but I had my awakening to the globalists. We'll call them the globalists, a lot of names from, but the globalists and their hand in controlling the world. I had that awakening in 2012. Mm. And from that awakening, I, when before the pandemic was put in our face, I'm like, I see you clearly. I see yeah. what's happening, you know, so, and I yeah. think there's that, that level of both, there's that spiritual awakening to the truth of who you are as a sovereign divine being of light, and then that awakening, because when you, when you have that awakening of who you are, nothing frightens you, you know, you stand in your truth, regardless of what it looks like on the outside, um, and yeah. then that awakening to who really is controlling this world and has been controlling this world for centuries. Yeah, I definitely see those going together because I think the whole thing about oneness is that it defines differently who we are mm -hmm. and what is this experience on life as a human. And so the notion of anything being more significant or important than that goes, that, that is the fundamental truth and everything else then is part of our conscious evolution on top of it. That's all there is, is this sort of evolutionary process of, and so I think we, I know when we did Thrive One, which was a real, you know, deep dive and kind of a comprehensive look at, at the globalists and about what is it that's in the way of our thriving and how so much of the power and money are all consolidated in the same few hands and how did it happen and, and what are the consequences and what can we do? That was, you know, we came out with that. And what we found is that the first adopters to the movie were really from the consciousness movement. Mm -hmm. And we, I had thought initially that it was going to be more sort of activists in the political arena, but it was the consciousness group who were, I think, willing to see more clearly mm -hmm. because they had a, a broader definition of who they were. And there was something that it wasn't, they weren't so afraid of dying mm -hmm. or of having their worldview shake because they weren't their worldview. They had a bigger identity. I guess that's what it was. They had a different identity and a bigger identity than that I am my worldview. Right. So that really helped. And I have certainly experienced that myself in my own life, uh, yes. what a difference it makes. Yes. Very true. Like I said, for seven years, I've been doing my show. In the first five years, it was basically focusing on awaking people to the truth of who they truly are. And on there, for me, I would inspire people to go within, tap into your individual unique truth and live it. You know, live your truth, not be afraid to be who you are, you know, and then uh, March 2020 comes along. It's like, OK, I've never been an activist in my life until March 2020. It's like, okay, humanity is under attack right now. And I've got to 
<laughs> shake these. My first thought was, I've got to shake people awake. And then my, my higher self said, after two months of trying to shake people awake, my higher self said, stop it. <laughs> you can't shake people awake. Just like I woke up in my own divine timing, in my own divine plan, they will. All I can do is share in love and light because I, I never argue with people, but I, I find out trying to shake people awake and then they won't wake up makes me, lowers my frequency. And so I need to keep my frequency high. I need to share in love and light. I don't argue. I just share in love and light. If you know, I'm planting seeds. And well, it's become especially challenging recently because the focus has moved from, you know, banking and food and education and so forth to health. And mm -hmm. when you see your friends being threatened, they're literally their, their health, their well-being and their lives being potentially threatened by lies that they're being told. Um, it's very tempting to want to shake them alive in a hurry, yeah. you know, for their own good. Yes. And just like you say, you, you know, we don't want to be shaken. Nobody else wants to be shaken. <laughs> And we, that's one of the reasons why we made movies right. is that we found it frustrating and inappropriate to, mm -hmm. to try to cram stuff down people's throats. So we found if we made a reputable, high quality, uh, fact-checked third party unit of information, yeah. then people could look at it in their own time, digest it how they do. And then if they want to pass it on to their friends. Exactly. And we never even have an, had an advertising budget for Thrive One. Mm -hmm. It was only because people learned, they came to trust the information and wanted to help wake up their friends that right. they just started, you know, telling everybody about it. And that's why it's still viral. 10 years later, we often have still half a million people a month watching the movie. And that's because human beings want to know the truth yes. so that they can do something effective about it. Right. Very true, very true. And now where we are two years later, now two, Now I had no clue this would go on for two years. It's like, is this really? But now they're actually, they see that it's falling apart. The whole narrative is falling apart. Okay, now let's throw something else at them because our goal is to keep the masses in a state of fear. So now let's throw war in their face. You know, I actually stopped watching news 20 years ago. It was September of 2001, where my higher self, I've always had, and I can't explain it, but I've always had this connection with my higher self. And my higher self yelled at me in 2001 to turn off the news and never turn it back on. And I didn't know why, because I didn't have my spiritual awakening till 2007. And I didn't have my awakening to the globalists until 2012. But in 2001, I was very obedient. I turned off the news and never turned it back on. So I have not watched news in over 21 years. Okay. So I'm very happy to say that. And people are like, how do you know what's going on? It's like, that's why I know what's going on. Because I <laughs> <Right>. don't watch <laughs> the news. That's, that's like that meme of, of how come the, the Amish weren't, uh, weren't scourged by COVID? And the answer was because they didn't have TV. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Very true. If no one had TV during the COVID area, every, we would all be fine. You know? no, I, I'm actually crazy. the opposite uh, of that, Carolyn. That I, Kimberly, can tell you, I'm watching a news and reading articles and so forth almost all day long, every day. Okay. And the reason that I do, and I, I, I force myself to spend a certain amount of time 
watching mainstream news, uh, and it's hard to do, <laughs> but, um, but watching a few minutes of each of the channels from every different perspective helps me to understand what they want us to believe. Right. And then contrast that to what's going on. And then I try to inform people about the gap between them. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know. I just, oh, go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. Oh, I just wanted to say I get my downloads from Foster because I'm more I, like you. I prefer to tune in in different ways. I have particular people whose insights I, I especially value and I'll, I'll track certain things that way. But in general, I'll come at it from a, a different perspective and, uh, and get my downloads from Foster so I don't have to endure the onslaught of manipulation. And it's just disheartening, you know, to, yes. to see what's out there compared to being able just to relate to people mm -hmm. and remember, you know, if I come from that common humanity and our oneness, and I live an invitational life, like one of the things I've thought about is, if people who are awake to what's going on, which, you know, the contrast of believing that there's a dangerous virus and that some good people are working to help mitigate its impact, mm -hmm. that's actually not nearly as frightening as that this is an agenda far beyond that to take over complete control of your life and have an AI interface with our bodies aimed toward a transhumanist outcome with fewer people on the planet like whoa which you know which <laughs> do you find more disturbing and frightening depends on who you think you are and what's your capacity to hold all of that and and what does it mean right. and and if those of us who do believe the latter are having a good time and loving each other and building community and and representing that that knowledge is not a depressing, horrifying reality. It's actually empowering us then to claim responsibility for our lives and build new communities based on that. And I think, so I like to come at it that way. Where am I looking like it's worth knowing this stuff? Right. Yeah, right. for me, the, the critical thinking and the, what they call in martial arts, the, the situational awareness is actually a critical part of experiencing the oneness ongoingly because mm -hmm. if you're in denial about what's actually going on around you you're cutting off your connection with your own soul's message yes and we've we've been thanked by many many spiritual teachers in, interdimensional beings channels and so forth from all over the world we've really been thanked for bringing this reality out because it ultimately helps people stay connected with their essential spiritual nature. Very true, very true. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I do see how everybody, we're so we're unique divine aspects of God. So we process things differently. What I learned, because like, honestly, when I shut off the news in 2001, I had no idea why. I just knew it was coming from inside and I was obedient. Then when I found out why, which was in 2007, when I had my spiritual awakening, it was because of frequency. It was because the, the news is actually, not, not only are they lying in much of what they're saying and manipulating in much of what they're saying, there's also a frequency that's yeah. being um, emitted from them deliberately to put you in a state of fear and to lower your frequency. So I, I got that understanding of frequent, how important frequency is 
um, like several years later when I woke up to who I am. And then, like I said, then I had, then I had the awakening of the globalists. And then, so when, even though I had not watched news for 20 years, soon as this whole thing happened in 20, um, March of 2020, I, I knew exactly what was happening without watching the news. I knew their plan. I, I said to people, soon I said, the next thing they're gonna mandate is a vaccine. They're mandating masks today before you know, and they all thought people thought I was crazy when I said that. And yeah. look, it has come to pass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's all like you said, um, Foster, you process things a certain way by looking in on them. I just, I'm like, you know what? My higher self is so good to me and tells me exactly what I need to know. That is like, I don't have to, you know, cause that, I know what that would just, it would lower my frequency. And for me to do what I'm here to do, I have to keep my, my frequency yeah. up here. We come out of- Go ahead, Kimberly. Oh, I was just thinking I, um, I had a, a plant medicine journey one time where I asked to be shown whatever was left that I didn't understand about what was going on mm -hmm. um, in the world, because I felt like I had quite a comprehensive understanding of this, I'll call it a transhumanist agenda, which is ultimately to create a human AI interface that ultimately supersedes carbon-based humanity as we know it. Right. And um, so I asked in this journey to be shown what else I might um, want to know uh, mm -hmm. in order to be fully informed. And I was taken on quite a journey because at that time I was not fully aware of the transhumanist aspect. I understood about the whole consolidation of wealth, power, money, suppression of alternatives and all of that. But I didn't really get the AI, how far on along that was and the, and the implications of that. And so as I was being shown, it was like, whoa, okay, why, so why are you showing me this? And, and the message was just that it's really important to know it and our job, it kept saying our job is to breathe bigger and hold a bigger picture of possibility that that includes it and then goes beyond it. Yeah. And so I, and I work a lot with my breath and I'm a big meditator. And um, so I then came back and got myself informed through books. I actually joined the Singularity University to be able to track some of the people who are behind the agenda so that I could hear them say for themselves what it is they're doing. But, but then as that was happening, I could say, oh, that's what I saw yes. in this complete out-of-body experience over here. I had it corroborated with this earthly information over here, following the patents for the money over here. And I found that to be fascinating. And I've loved the experiences that tie um, other realms and this realm and spirituality and information and everything all together, because in our oneness, there's a much bigger oneness, which is that it's the whole shebang. The entire field is oneness. And we are a part of, I mean, a part, but we are that. Right. We are all of it. We are. Yeah, I exactly. love Rumi's, Rumi's quote, my favorite quote. And I, I, I say this all the time. You're not a drop in the ocean. 
Right. You're the entire ocean and God. And each one of us, we're like cells of God, which are holographic. Each mm -hmm. one of us is all of God in a drop, not just a piece yeah. of God. But yeah, we love that quote too. We actually ended Thrive too with that same quote. Really? Okay, yeah. that's my favorite quote. I love yeah. it. I love it because yeah. it really, it shows the um, people, a lot of people don't understand uh, holographic that right. we are not a piece of the all, we are the all in a drop. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's so, and to go back to what you were saying, Foster, for me, um, it is being aware, knowing the agenda, knowing, but I'm aware of it with so much joy. And I've been in celebration mode and I, I, I'll share this video, I'll send it to you. I created a video, um, it was March 21st of 2020 and in celebration mode, because I've been partying in, internally for the last two years. Now, I know you're saying there's a lot that's going on on the planet that is people are not um, thriving, like, the, like the movie says. But I also, everything for me is from the spiritual bigger per perspective, knowing there is no death. I know it like breathing. I know that we each, every, all 7 billion people on the planet are creating their own reality exactly the way their soul wants it to go. They, they laid out a plan. Now, we, right now, humanity is at a crossroads. Humanity is definitely going up to a higher dimension, the fifth dimension, which will be heaven on earth. But that's a soul choice. We have free, free will as our soul. And it's our soul, not our human consciousness, making those choices. It's truly our soul. We're on this karmic wheel. So we might have some karmic lessons we still need to learn on 3D. So some people, no matter how much you put it in their face, they're not going to accept it. They don't want to hear. They want to put their head in the sand. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell. I hear it. I get that all the time. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it all the time. It's like, okay, that's their soul. They're not ready to wake up. When you're ready, when your soul is ready to wake up, you will wake up instantaneously and you will go with that higher. But we're right now, and it's getting a, right now we're seeing the world is dividing. We have these people going, knowing the truth and following the light and going with the light and knowing the light always wins. So we don't have to yeah. be afraid of anything. Light, light is so much more powerful than the dark. Light always wins. And then there's some that their soul's not ready. They need more experience in the 3D matrix. And I, I don't feel sad for them because that's their soul choice. And there right. is no death. A soul cannot be harmed. So Yeah, Kimberly and I have found in our travels around that there are people who understand what's going on. And then there are people who don't understand, but they want to. Yeah. So they want to, to take in information and, and expand their awareness. And then there's another group of people who don't know what's going on and they actually don't want to know what's going on. And it's taken me a while to come to peace with that. But it's the same thing that you're saying. It's just not their time yet. The same way it wasn't my time until it was. Exactly. Now, I, I had just one more point on there is I had the opportunity a few years ago to spend an afternoon with a small group with the Dalai Lama. And... <clears throat> And I asked him, I, I said, so what's especially exciting at, the, at your frontier these days? 
and he got that glint in his eye and he said, I'm really enjoying meeting with Western physicists. And I said, really, how come? And he kind of chuckled and he said, because they're finally starting to get it. Because the mystics have known about quantum, they've known about the interconnection of everything from direct experience of the unified field, literally for millennia. And now the science is beginning to catch up. The, so the principles of science and the principles of spirituality are finally aligning. Yes, like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think one of the challenges in this, in my experience personally, as well as what I see with others, is that, you know, for those of us who, for whatever reasons, have been through the fire of grief, awakening, whatever the process was that we came through the other side, um, there is a human poignancy in this process. So even though I share your belief and understanding that there is an infinite interconnected field and that we are, we evolve, our consciousness is evolving through life as a human and then we evolve through we, we are a life force in some other capacity that I share that um, worldview. Mm -hmm. I also know what it is to feel human loss and human sadness. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that there's, I've, I've felt it in the last few years as much as I also believe that it took, was going to require way more than a tweak on this system to get us to a new world. And that ultimately the awakening that's happening will serve humanity and the planet. Yes. There is great turmoil and loss happening yes. for our humans and our animal and nature partners here. And, that, and for me, it's been very important to feel that in order to keep the connection, even though I personally I'm not afraid of dying. And so that really helps how I orient around all this stuff. I do still feel the human poignancy and that helps me to stay connected and to understand why for some people, they don't wanna to choose to dive into this fire mm -hmm. of transformation. And I know just holding my own self to it at times has been required all that I could possibly bring to it. I, I hear you so loud and clear because I think that's why my journey was the way it was mm -hmm. with the loss of my only son. Right. Uh, and, and I had to go through that to get yeah. to this place because the, my, it's, I actually, actually here it is. It's, I wrote a chapter in this book. It's uh, we, we touched heaven. And there's a chapter in this book about my, my journey with my son. Um, I, he actually did not transition when doctors told me he was going to transition uh, in 2011, when your film came out. Matter of fact, November of 2011, he was in the hospital. And that is when it's his birthday. On his birthday, he was on life support. And doctors had told me he wasn't going to live. I tried to take my life. So I go into that in detail. He, I, I, I experienced a miracle. He was able a week later to pull himself off life support mm -hmm. and we both went home. And from that day, I promised God, I don't know what's gonna happen. That was, I brought him home December 30, 30th, 
2011, the day before New Year's Eve. And we celebrated New Year's Eve that, that day together. And I promised God I would never, ever, ever stop thanking him for allowing me to bring my son home. Even if my son transitioned the next day, I would never stop. But I had three more years. I was yeah. blessed with three more years in the physical with my son. So I hear what you're saying. What I have for what's going on in the world is great compassion. Not pity. I don't pity because pity is a low vibration. For me, it's everything is vibration. I have unconditional compassion for those that have experienced loss in these last two years. And actually, now that the data is coming out, oh goodness, we have to talk about this. Now that the data is coming out, the true data is coming out, there was no pandemic in 2020. The true data is coming out. Even this CDC, I was just sharing an article today. The CDC is subtracting tens of thousands of quote unquote COVID deaths from 2020. But even with the inflated numbers, it was no biggie in deaths in 2020. The, the deaths started to increase when the shots started rolling out. Okay, yeah. and, and life insurance um, companies are saying 40% increase between the age of 18 and 64. So what that 18 to 64, what is that? That's our working age. So people that got the shot because they had to keep their jobs. In the past year, 40% increase in that age range, 18 to 64. This, What's happening right this second is mass murder, uh, genocide globally. That is what's happening. So, so what happened in 2020 was nothing. <laughs> what's happening now, and it's yeah. because and it's deliberate. It is that depopulate. This won't go on YouTube. It is that <laughs> de depopulation agenda. And the thing is, I knew it from the beginning. They're yeah. they're they're they're. Um, plan is to depopulate the earth and control. And I was saying, people were thinking I was crazy when I was saying this in March of 2020. And again, it just kind of, it comes from the higher, my, I, I don't call myself a channel or anything. I just have a very strong connection to higher self. And I listen, I meditate every day. I listen to what higher self is telling me. And, but still, even in knowing what's going on, I'm excited because I know that there's a purpose to what's happening. Yeah. But my, I have nothing but compassion. As a matter of fact, I mentor parents, especially. I mentor parents with children in spirit because I have that connection of my son being in spirit. Mm. That's so great. I, I was really touched by reading your story uh, about Kyle uh, for several reasons. First of all, just I'm so sorry that that you had to go through that, but so inspired by the way you came through that. Uh, and I also have had a little click when you listen to my heart my entire life. I found out about it as a teenager and I was an athlete, a multi-sport athlete. So I was, I've lived my whole life knowing that I had mitral valve prolapse. So I had a leaky heart oh. and they said, you know, you might go through your whole life with nothing or you could have serious problems in a hurry, which, which Kyle did. Yes. And I love the, I mean, I too feel Kyle's presence from what you two went through together. And I especially love that you named the foundation or at least the motto of the foundation of keep your light expanding. 
yes. because that's it. That's it in a nutshell. And those are his, the letters yeah. of his name. I love it. Well, in truth, there's a story behind that too. I did not know what to name Kyle. I was about eight months pregnant. I knew I was having a boy. I had no idea what to name him. His name, he, he gave me his name in a dream. The name Kyle came to me in a dream. And I was like, oh, hmm, don't know any Kyles, but I like that name. So <laughs> that's how he actually gave me, because, you know, our, our um, children pick their par parents in spirit. Yeah. And he did whisper the name Kyle to me in a dream. So that's where the name came from. And then now I'm using it as the Kyle Foundation, keep your light expanding. Yes. Interesting that you say that because Kimberly also has a son named Kyle. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Yes, 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 yes. So, well, you know, you were talking, Carolyn, about how you knew mm -hmm. right away with the pandemic what was going on. And yeah. I, I have the sense that, that you know, you are very intuitive in that way. And I, I love the way the in, intuition and the evidence comes together. Here, here's an image from Thrive uh, One, okay. where we, we're describing the depopulation agenda. Mm -hmm. And so we put all these things on the screen at the same time. And you okay. see down in the lower right, we're predicting what was coming, is in the lower right is man-made pandemic. And then the upper left is uh, toxic vaccines. Mm. So we, we, we knew that also. We've been trying to warn people for wow. 10 years. So wow. both intuitively and rationally, we knew also as soon as this started, it was like, okay, oh, here we go. They're doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have to watch because it was a while. I think I know I watched um, not in 2011. It must have been sometime in 2012 when I watched the first one. So I have to rewatch it because it's been, see, uh, it's been, well, that's 10 years ago, 2012. Yeah. So. Well, number yeah. one, it's, it's not outdated at all because we were talking about principles, uh, you know, rather than politics or something. Uh, and the other thing is that unfortunately we had turned out to be right about everything we everything. were saying exactly exactly and and i know higher self is always right like i said for me when higher self told me to turn off the news i literally said why i literally and i had no idea until and, and it, higher self won't answer that <laughs> question won't answer the why and you'll find out when you find out and it was right. many many years later that i found out so mm. it was like yeah, it's just it, everything is in perfect divine timing and perfect divine order. And it does seem like, you know, it's so much craziness, but that's um, the outer. If we really go within, like you meditate a lot, you go within and you're going to, you know, that it's taking time because everything takes time in this realm, but there's a, such a bright future ahead for all of us in our lifetime, which yeah. is amazing. In I our agree. Yes. Awesome. So yeah. tell us more about the Freedom Portal because I do. I am an affiliate and I oh, do share. Great. Yes, yes, yes. You have you have uh Catherine Austin Fitz coming up soon. That's right, yeah. Yes, I've already started to share that. So tell us, tell our listeners more about the Freedom Portal. Well, here's the context for it. The Thrive One was basically to provide a wake-up call. So people could, could, if they were ready, could see a, a, a different diagnosis of what's actually in the way of humanity thriving. And we talked about some possibilities of, of an antidote. 
Then Kimberly and I, as we traveled around the world, particularly investigating uh, energy and health technologies, we were so encouraged by what we saw that that's when we decided, okay, we got to make another movie because people are going around depressed and we're thrilled at what's coming through. Right. So we, we made Thrive 2. The Freedom Portal seemed like the next, next natural step for people who are waking up to be able to join a community if they wanted to that goes deeper into each one of the conversations. I present a deep analysis. I have uh, you know, cutting edge thinkers in each of the sectors come on. And then we just have community meetings where people you know, come on with their cameras and mics and we just, we just discuss things so that people can deepen their understanding of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what we found is as people have a chance to do that, sooner or later, most people go, okay, I'll keep learning, but fundamentally I've got it. Now the question is, what can I do about it? Right. And that's why we're now focusing most of our energy on the Solutions Hub, because that provides a platform, a network for networks, and then trainings to, uh, to guide people through discovering their purpose, what sector they wanna work on, what issue, what level of engagement, how to start a group, how to join groups, and then how to have those groups collaborate with mm -hmm. other like-minded, what we call ethical solutionaries worldwide. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because two things are happening with me that just started this year. I do have a group now here in the Poconos. <laughs> I'm teasing you guys, but um, <laughs> in the Poconos we have, and it's about, it's growing. We've had three meetings so far. We had about 25 people at the first meeting. We had like 30 at the next. And then our last meeting, we had close to 50 people. So we might even have to get a bigger place to meet because it's yes. growing. It's just called Awakened Community. And we are, we do, we talk about solutions. That's what it's all about, talking about solutions. I just learned a month ago about surety bonds. Do you guys know what surety bonds? I'm sure you do. Yes? No? Maybe so? Okay. Not, not really. I've heard no, of them, I but mean, I don't know what no. they are. I've never dealt okay. with them. Okay. All right. Well, I just learned about surety bonds from the, it's called the Constitutional Law Group, who is working in conjunction with Tammy Clark, who is an OSHA expert. And basically, Every elected official in the country has to have a surety bond, meaning they are bonded to their oath of office, every one. And I have, with that knowledge, I have um, put pretty much put my DA of my county and the sheriff of my county on notice. They ignored wow. me for a month. But when I walked into their office and actually asked for a copy of their surety bond and a copy of their oath, which they're legally obliged to give to me, yeah. they started to take me serious. And they and I do have that. I have a copy of their surety bond and I have a copy of their oath. And as soon as I got home from visiting their offices, I get a call from a detective. This was last Friday. And the detective, he, he's like, okay, send me the, um, and the, infra, the um, evidence that we have of crimes of humanity here in the States is was put together by David Martin. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, we're friends with him and colleagues. And I do know Surety Bonds. I didn't know them by that name, but oh, that, but yeah, oh. that's great. I love it. There's so much of this happening all over now. Exactly. Well, it was the the movement that um, 
the Constitutional Law Group got us to do last, we started in February and it's continuing. It's called uh, Operation for the Love of Freedom. And mm. I am single-handedly doing that in my county. So I'm, wow. fantastic. I'm gonna I'm staying on them like white on rice. <laughs> there are there are people, you know, we were at an event the other night, and the person sitting next to me was um doing it in a community. And we did a blog actually on constitutional law about yes. I don't know, seven years ago or something. Uh, more more on natural law. On natural law, but there, yeah. this was part of the same process was to be able to understand the nature of who we are and 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 law mm-hmm. and natural law and all of this. So I, I think it's uh, really you can see that it's one of those things that I do believe what's going on now really propelled the awakening of that because it made it possible to and more common to question at such a deep level. Mm-hmm. People who before just thought, I mean, we have friends and family members who were like, so wait, what do you think? You know, who before had been like, you guys drank the Kool-Aid, you're way far gone on all of this. And oh, yeah. I've, heard, I've had people tell me that I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, sure. Well. You know, it's part of it. But more people are now going, wait, so what's what's right. the perspective here and what's the possibility and the notion that the entire system is completely corrupt and that our, you know, birth certificates really represent an entire different relationship to a corporation and all this stuff that would have seemed so far-fetched before when you look at the evidence. Yes. And, and, I, and it's very powerful. You see people in very powerful situations as a result of it. And also people getting like calls from detectives and other things. This is not just yes. going to go down yes. without a hitch. You know, we got our work cut out for us here and David Martin, I just want to, you know, acknowledge what an important contribution he's making um, on on all realms here. And with the, he's collected a huge amount of data by tracking patents and contracts. And that information is providing the evidence for the lawsuits, which um, allow these folks to be held accountable ultimately. So while there's this common law piece that's really important, there's also the current law that's important to be able to prosecute the people who are perpetrating this. And I I think that that's a really important contribution that David Martin's making. And also that the Children's Health Defense, uh, Bobby Kennedy and his team are making also. So I just very grateful for some of the front runners here on um, these movements. Very true. It's David Martin's um, Fauci dossier. It's a 205 page Fauci dossier. That is what I put on the desk of the, you know, at the office of the DA's office (laughs) and at the sheriff's office and said, okay, here's evidence of crimes. Let's now, and they, they ignored me for a month until I walked back into their office and asked for a copy of their surety bond. Then I get the call from the detective. I should have got that call a month ago, but they, when they see that I'm serious, see, they, they're thinking if you ignore her enough, she'll go away. If you say no enough, she'll go away. I'm like, no, they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. We, yeah. we have friends who are very skilled with the whole natural law and you know, notice of liability, claims of liability and so forth. And they've had judges recuse themselves from a case in the middle of the case 
and take off their robes and go running out of the room. They've had the public utilities commissioner of the state of California resign when they got when he got issued one of the, it's very, very real. The name of our blog about that is called Knowledge is Power yes. 2.0, because uh -huh. this is one of the most powerful tools we have. Yes, Maybe you can link to that in the show notes if you have show well, notes. I yeah, it's all, it's all at thriveon.com. All of yes. our films, our articles, the Freedom Portal and the solutions of they're all at thriveon.com. Yes, and you're absolutely right. In your state of California, I don't know exactly where, but Tammy Clark spoke of uh, this one young lady was arrested on the beach for praying. And she had the knowledge of the surety bond in that county where she lived. The police chief resigned, the DA resigned, and the sheriff resigned. That is how powerful this is. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yes. we have a lot of power in our hands. And, yes, we did. And knowing it and coming at it with just sort of clarity and, and calm and assurance is, is very helpful. Exactly. I say the same thing. You catch so many flies with honey. Yeah. I go in there, I'm just as sweet as can be. <laughs> I, I am. And I'm not stopping. I'm like, um, I am legally obligated for this information. <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh God, we can't get well, Carolyn, I think you're you qualify as a spiritual samurai. <laughs> okay. Wielding the sword of truth. Yes. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. And I, I love that so many people are waking up and so many people are doing that because it's, yes, it's the David Martins, it's the Robert Kennedys, it's the um, Reiner Fulmich. I don't know if you watched any of that. Um, it's, it's, there's so many people doing so much. And now yeah. we, the people, have to do what we can. So I love that you have Thrive Freedom Portal so people can get connected and see, okay, where. Where can I use my skills? Well, yeah. in the future, we should talk about, um, you might want to join the, uh, the Solutions Hub with okay. your freedom group. Awesome. Uh, the Children's Health Defense is, is already in. Reiner Fulmick wants to join. We're just joining these groups so that we can, okay. uh, so that we can collaborate effectively because yes. that's the key is decentralized grassroots movement Yes. based on true principles. Yes. The, the metaphor that's been coming to me, I was just saying it to someone this morning, is that uh, as individual truth and freedom groups, each one is like a bee. You know, if, if somebody's pestering a bee, that bee can, you know, that can be, it, it can be a bother. It can, you know, come after you and inflict a little bit of pain. Right. But when those bees coordinate into a swarm, well, who's ever doing the bothering is going to have to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Oh, yeah. We can contact you and tell you how to get on the solutions hub. And it's a it, it's free right now to we're just in the experimental stage where people can get on and, and try it and see if it you know, helps you to amplify the numbers, you know, learn more uh, techniques uh, yeah. for activism, yeah. share resources, all that kind of stuff. And also explore your purpose. But I want to be clear that you can, if you join the Freedom Portal, which accesses Foster's shows, mm -hmm. that gets you in as a beta member of the Solutions Hub. So it's really where we're putting all of our attention coming up in the next months. It's going to be pretty much focused at for the Solutions Hub because we really believe that empowering sort of the mess of freedom, you know, really diverse um, participation by people, whether they're artists, 
musicians, lawyers, activists, whatever it is, yeah. there's some unique purpose that each of us has here on our soul's journey. And, and now is the time to participate with whatever that is. So that's the point of the Solutions yeah. Hub. But when, since you're already in the Freedom Portal and an affiliate, that's it. And you also can see Thrive 2 for free Mm -hmm. as um when you join on a free trial so you can come in check it out see what you think if you don't like it you've seen the movie you've seen it all and you can go so we made it um easy for people to come on in and make this happen so that's at thriveon.com and the solutions hub is is what we're uh aiming to contribute here to really help coordinate educate coordinate and leverage the actions of so many people worldwide it's in uh 40 languages the solutions hub so it's another way to have the work of each group or each individual made available to others since we are all in this together yes awesome beautiful yes this yeah. is what right. it's it's wonderful because like i said i i just planted the seeds for the group up here just kind of put out the idea and then other people had a location we can meet for free and it just yeah. it just just i planted a little seed and it's already blossomed yeah. there are you were talking about holograms before yes. there are literally hundreds of thousands of these groups now all over the world and they're it used to be they'd come together around you know gmos or chemtrails or banking schemes now they're just coming together around truth and freedom and realizing that all those other issues are subsets of that and one of the things that makes our solutions hub effective is that we've found that with every destructive uh endeavor every destructive agenda there's always a big lie mm. And if you can get to the big lie, like the big lie is that there that there's this this little bug that's going to, you know, kill everybody on Earth if we don't, you know, all submit to the global police state or something like that. We had another um, uh, activist act where they started spraying these unknown chemicals over where we live in California and animals started dying and birds and fish and so forth. Babies were ta being taken to the hospital. They still wouldn't tell us what it was, but mm -hmm. they said it was, you know, to save California agriculture and they wouldn't tell us anything else. So, you know, it smelled bad. So we, we start, we started uh, organizing around and using the thrive solutions model. Mm -hmm. So we organized by teams. We had the scientists, we had the lawyers, the doctors, the media people, the artists, relationship specialists. And we started coordinating the action of all those different groups. Right. And just within a few weeks, we found the big lie. Mm. And the, the lie was that we had to do these things because this bug was going to destroy California agriculture. We, mm. They had had a similar problem in New Zealand. We didn't even have a problem yet, but they, they claimed it happened in New Zealand. So we sent some scientists to New Zealand. Well, they came back with the news that the, the problem was solved very quickly mm. as soon as they went from monoculture, you know, uh, glyphosate uh, pesticide growing. Right. They right. went back to organic polyculture uh, and the whole ecosystem went back in balance and it was never a problem. So right. once we got the truth and then found the hidden agendas behind this spray, there were financial reasons and they were trying to monopolize the almond business and well as soon as we found that we literally stopped a billion dollar project from the president and homeland security in six months 
awesome. That is so, that's the power we have. And like David Icke says, it's the big, big lie. Like uh, I'm good friends now with uh, Dr. Andy Kaufman. And oh, good. You're, you're familiar with, he actually doesn't live that far away from me. You're familiar with the work and terrain. Oh, yeah. uh, I truly, I didn't understand terrain. And it's not even a theory. Terrain is like a part of nature. And right. it's and that they disproved germ theory in the early 1900s. We're talking 120 years ago. They disproved germ theory. So when you put an into germ theory, they can't even get away with this COVID nonsense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We featured Robert Young in uh, oh, in yes. Thrive Two, who yes. who has exactly the same discoveries. Right, uh, and he helped inform us as to. What, was, what would really be going on behind the big lie yes. that helps us to get to the seed truth, which right. is fundamentally on the biological level, it's terrain, yes. but on the political level, no, they're using this agenda. They're, they're faking up this whole virus and the tests and all that stuff in order to deliver the spike protein, yes. the, the toxic exosome through the vaccine Yes. for their depopulation agenda, just like you said. Once you realize that, it's horrifying, yes. but once you realize that, then you can expose that, that the seed truth behind it all and actually resolve the problem. Yes, and also, other thing I want to, because one of the reasons now people cover their ears when I speak is because <laughs> people, people I know is because they got the shot. In some three, I have a cousin, all three. I like a lot of people didn't get the third. You really went for the third. But here's the thing. I do believe, I believe all things are possible. I know that there's technologies being hidden from us. I'm sure you guys have heard of the med beds. And yeah. I do believe once everything is revealed, like revelations means a great reveal. Once everything's revealed, I believe we will have the technology to help those people that have gotten the shots. You know, that you can lay in the med bed and it can, it, it, by energy, it can heal your body of whatever, cancer, you name it. And that technology is has been around, but we just don't, you know, it hasn't been made known to the public. So I always say, I'm not telling you this to get, oh, I'm, I got the shot, so now you're telling me this. I'm like, no, it's not, I never tell anybody anything to get down and depressed. There is hope for everybody. Everybody's still breathing. There is hope for them. And yeah. whether you got the shot or not. So I like to always say that to people. Like, don't think I'm saying you got a death sentence if you got the shot. It's yeah. all, all things are possible. And once humanity is back in charge of our matrix, which we're going to break the matrix, we're going to do away with the matrix, which is just the prison. Once we do away with the prison, and humanity comes together as a family, all things are possible. Well, I'm really imp impressed with how you, in a grounded way, keep your spirits high uh, at the same time that you know a lot uh, about what's really going on. And I think that's one of the main skills that humanity is, is building right now. Uh, Kimberly and I did a show with... Uh, Greg Braden on where the, the clash of transhumanism uh, and uh, health freedom. Yes. And one of the things that Greg said that really stuck with me is obviously there is a bifurcation going on. Right. As you mentioned earlier, the polarization is going on in the world. And it's part of our opportunity 
to make our fork in the road, you know, which is really toward truth and freedom and thriving, to make it so obviously desirable that we're having such a good time, we're so healthy, we're collaborating, we're thriving, so that people who, you know, unbeknownst to them, because they were misinformed, went down that other road, right. uh, as they look over at yes. those that they think drank the Kool-Aid and see, oh, they're healthy, they're having a good time, they're thriving. So they go, oh, you know, that looks more uh, desirable to me. I think I'm gonna go over and try that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Very, very true. Yes, yes. And Greg, I, I discovered Greg back in 2007 when I had my awakening. And I, I think I watched everything he had out at that time. I love Greg Braden. Actually, yeah. when I was working with Humanities Team, which was a, a nonprofit organization um, by Neil Donald Walsh that created by Neil Donald Walsh, I also, I worked um, directly with Greg for a while. One time he, he called me and it was like, Greg Braden's calling me. Ah! You know, I was like, I, I had a little like, uh, you know, a little starstruck that I got to speak <laughs> directly to Greg Braden. Yes. He's a lovely, lovely person yes, contributing beautifully to what's happening here. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. it certainly is a pleasure to meet these like-minded, yes. like-hearted people on the planet and to see yes. how many there are committed, committed to a transformation here that will Yes. That will really help with all of life. Yes. Yes. Humanity's a great awakening is at hand. And it is a time to be in celebration and give love, send love and light to the world because we are connected by sending that love and light to the world. We are actually doing a lot more than we think. We're not just little people. We are yeah. sovereign yeah. divine beings. Yeah. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. very confident about uh, that truth and uh, freedom will prevail. Yes. And, and it's not from being uninformed. You know, I spend hours every day uh, getting informed, but I've gone so deeply down the rabbit hole that I can see the, the light at the other end. Yeah. And it's because we're aligned with the, the life force. Yeah. And already, think, you know, already independent media is greatly surpassing the audience's of mainstream media. The same thing is happening for uh, holistic medicine. Yes. You know, the same thing is happening for honest blockchain cryptocurrencies and precious, yes. you know, honest money as opposed to the, these fiat scams. And mm -hmm. as I've looked into every single sector, these whole systems alternatives are emerging. And people ask a lot, you know, well, you know, what should we do given this agenda that's so dangerous and so forth? And I just say, the house of cards, this mm -hmm. fraudulent destructive system is coming down. Yes. So when it comes down, we need to already have the alternatives in place so we don't just subjugate ourselves to the next authoritarian regime. Exactly. And, the, and it's already happening everywhere in the world and in every sector. And what you're doing with truth media, with mm -hmm. spiritual media, showing that those are, are one and the same, Yes. is a key part of that. So I really thank you for what you're doing because uh, you know, truth and freedom will win out in this. Yes. Oh yeah. I always, I keep saying to people all the time, life has already won. Not right. like we're winning, we've already won. So yes. just keep that in the forefront of your mind and keep walking and living and spreading your truth and love, love and yeah. light.
keep it love and light. This has been also please share with our listeners. I know you've mentioned it, but mention again where our listeners can find you guys, connect with you guys, and I will have all the links below. Great, thank you. Yes, so thriveon.com is where you can uh, sign up for a free trial of the Freedom Portal and see uh, the archived shows as well as then watch Thrive 2. Thrive 1's already out there uh, all over the place, also available at thriveon.com. And you can then participate when you are a member of the Freedom Portal with the Solutions Hub and find you know, people who share your interests, who can leverage your work by sharing the documents that have supported people in for example, with the natural law movement, there are people all over the world yes. uh, working on this. And so we can really leverage each other's um, actions and you can find, find your place in this, uh, in this new world. So go to thriveon.com. That'll be great. And thank you so much for what you're doing and for having us today. Well, thank you so much for what you guys are doing. And thank you so much for being my guest. I am so excited. Thank you. Thank you. You, you are welcome. It's thank been you. a privilege to be on. And we'll look forward to seeing you someday in the Poconos, now that we know where it is. Yes. Well, I'll come to California. Okay, good. Let us know. Great. I will. I will. Thanks Great. a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Hi, I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Kimberly and Foster. That was awesome. Uh, there are a few things I, I thought about after I finished recording that I just want to emphasize. I didn't mention them, but I want to emphasize something um, Foster had said about my sense of peace and my sense of joy in the midst of chaos. And um, I know a lot of people have trouble understanding that. And it has to do with not just being awake spiritually, but also being able to see what's going on in the world at the same time. Um, and that's two kind of different awakenings. I know I had those two awakenings at different moments in my life. I had my, a spirit, my spiritual awakening to the truth of who I am in 2007, and that was brought on through um, watching a film about quantum physics. And it was a true awakening from the inside. Um, so that film inspired my awakening, but the awakening happens inside of you. And I didn't have the awakening to what was actually going on in this world, um, as far as who is the controllers of this world, um, until 2012, several years later. So those are two different awakenings. So what's happening now with a lot of people, some people are waking up, especially the last two years, are waking up to the truth of what is actually happening, that the news is not telling us the truth. And so they're actually for getting to see with their own eyes, truth. And a lot of people who are just waking up to that um, aren't spiritually awakened. And so when you wake up, when you wake up to the globalist agenda without knowing who you truly are, that can be very frightening in itself. And the whole thing is not to be in a state of fear because fear is what feeds the globalist agenda. That is their only weapon. 
their only weapon is to put the masses in a state of fear, which they have been doing for the past two years. So fear is not the response when you awaken. But so if a person just awakens to the truth of what is actually happening, um, it may cause them not to be afraid of what the media wants you to be afraid of, but now you're afraid of the big boogeyman, we'll say, okay? But when you know who you are, I mean, know it, not believe it. When you know in your heart and soul who you are as a sovereign divine being of light, nothing can put you in a state of fear, nothing. And I am so joyful. And so in um, attitude of gratitude and celebration, because I know that humanity's great awakening is happening. It has been happening for the past two years. We're two years in and millions have awakened to the truth of what's happening. But now we need to also add on top of that, the truth of who we are. When we know exactly who we are, we have no fear. It's just, that is just a part of knowing who you are. There is no fear. Um, also um, to address what Kim had said, Kimberly, she was saying about what's going on. Yes, it's heartbreaking in the world. And what we send is love and light to that, but also know that every soul, every divine soul chooses exactly when to come into this life experience and it chooses exactly when to leave this life experience. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. Everything is in perfect divine order and perfect divine timing. I'm looking at the reflections in my glasses and I don't like it, but I'm recording this at night. So um, I had to have some light in front of the computer and it's making my glasses look weird. But anyway, <laughs> maybe if I sit back, let's see. Okay, I'm self-conscious now about my glasses, but I, I wanna share this message with you guys. I think it's important, important to understand that we need both. We need to be aware of what's going on in the world, the truth of what's going on in the world, but not allow that truth to put us in a state of fear or a state of hopelessness. Oh, little me, what can I do? When we think, oh, little me, what can I do? We do not know who we are. We are all powerful. We all have the power within us. And when we awaken to that truth, nothing can harm you. Nothing can harm you physically or spiritually because spiritually your soul can never be harmed. But you can't even be harmed physically when you awaken to the truth of who you are because you are in complete control. So I just wanted to share that. Please um, like and share below. Um, I can't share this whole conversation on YouTube, but the whole conversation will be on BitChu, and I hope you enjoy. Have a great evening, night, morning, wherever you are. Namaste to everyone.
Much love and peace. Bye-bye.